You're listening to The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. My name is Weston Peterson. And I'm Jesse Hartman. This is your platform for people-focused coffee talk. And welcome back to another episode of The Coffee Podcast, where today we're going to be talking coffee technicians. You may have seen them, you may have heard of them, but do you know what they do and can you do what they do? We're about to tune in with Jesse, who just got out of an awesome Lama Zoko coffee technician course held in beautiful Seattle, Washington, where we're going to figure out how you can become the next Lama Zoko coffee technician uh yeah so i guess where do i start um when'd you get into seattle when'd you fly in uh i got in ah shoot i don't know i'm, I'm so messed up with my days Jeez. i got in <laughs> i got in on Wednesday. no i got in on monday i don't know what i'm saying you i flew, got in on monday you flew into to seattle on monday yeah I flew into seattle on monday um i was staying in the ballard area so if you're familiar with seattle um, and yeah, I was, I was there for some Lama Zoko, uh, tech training, uh, for the company I work for. So, uh, yeah, the training with, was with some really awesome people who work for Lama Zoko. Uh, Randy and Mike are the, are the guys that headed that up. Uh, I learned a lot about espresso machine maintenance. Um, and, and really the, the main thing I took away, um, as far as the podcast goes for this is, the fact that a lot of coffee techs are either uh, not respected or they're taken for granted, and that that's an entire like part of the coffee chain, honestly. It, what what's that? Of, the uh, the espresso machine technician? Yeah, well, technician, coffee technicians in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I'm working with, you know, I was I was being trained by guys who were around when Starbucks was, you know, in baby status. I, sure. I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with this, uh, with the fact that uh, Starbucks actually used to be uh, La Marzocco machines, all La Marzocco and Linea's, in fact. I think there was oh, Linea right Classics. Wow. Uh, anyway, and, and so these guys used to do all the tech maintenance for Starbucks, uh, you know, as they're quickly expanding. And so they had a lot of experience and a lot of insight into the fact that coffee techs make it happen i mean sure these are these are machines under high pressure not just you know uh hydraulic pressure uh but you know uh 220 volts uh can kill a person <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah you gotta be careful machines, working on that for sure yeah these these are beautifully made machines too i mean uh i i'm not just saying that we have mechanical pieces that are interacting with electrical piece, pieces um there's you know I, I can't even begin to tell you how simple yet complex and beautiful espresso machines are. And that does, that's not even talking about the history of espresso machines. Well, tell, us, well, tell us one thing, Jesse. Like the Okay, so I know you... I don't know. How long was your training, for starters? Like, are you uh, still taking classes, or is that over with? It, it was like, I don't know, it was 9 to, nine to 4, pushing maybe 4.35, 
on, uh, on for three days. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the plan is, uh, and Randy can correct me on this if he listens to this, but uh, I think the plan is to do this every week now. There are a lot of people who are starting to step up to the technician role because there's just a there's a void. There's sure. like nobody doing this. Totally. Yeah. Like I remember when I used to work in a cafe and something would go boom <laughs> or bust yeah, they, in yeah, the espresso machine. It would be so down, dude. It'd be down for you know a few hours. And you, what do you do? You still drip like that? It's sad. <laughs> so yeah, I think for sure yeah. the uh, the uh, the coffee technician in general is a super uh, important role for one, and also kind of far and few. Uh, you you rarely find a coffee technician working at a coffee shop like shift shift to shift basis, right? Right. Like those yeah, are kind I, of more on call type situations where it's like, oh, my machine's busted. I need someone down here ASAP with a new part and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and and to be honest, it's it's not the kind of work you can just jump into either. Um, it, a lot of the fixing of this equipment, you have to be really patient. And there's a finesse to it, too. You know, you can't just go in there and unplug something. Really, you can't just go in there while the machine's on and, and touch anything, even. You have to know what you're touching. Uh, it can be really dangerous. Actually, if anybody's listening who thinks that they should just, like, jump into a machine without knowing what's going on, I, I, I strongly advise against that. Uh, you need somebody who is who's trained their 220 volts running through these machines. If the machine isn't grounded properly... Uh, oh, yeah. There's all sorts of things that could go wrong, um, and uh, and that was a really valuable piece uh, that I learned as well. Is it, it's one of those things you need to treat it with respect, and baristas need to take care of their machines. And uh, there's a lot of cleaning involved. There's a lot of things yeah. uh, pre preventative maintenance before even the text preventative maintenance. That um, you know, I, there's just so much to talk about as yeah. far as this goes, and. Uh, I talked with Randy already, um, Ed Marzocco, and uh, we're we're in the works to get to get an episode out. Um, they're they actually are founding members of the. Uh, let me see if I get this right. The Coffee Tech Guild uh, yeah, under that, the Specialty Coffee Association. Isn't that a new guild too? Like, didn't wasn't that just rolled out like in the last week or so? Uh, or am I, I dating I, myself right now? <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. They yeah, they I, had they had a plaque actually in the room. Okay. That said, uh, founding members. Yeah, I, of, of the guild. So I want to say I it's a newer. I want to say it's a newer add-on to the guilds uh, that the SCA has already, which is super cool. Um, I, you talked a little bit about preventative maintenance, uh, yeah. even on even on the barista end. And I mean, you've you've been in training for three days now. Um, was there and, anything yeah. that like that struck you? It's like. Well, either you didn't know it or you didn't really hold it as like high of value as you would now. Um, you know, is there any kind of insight that you could share on with uh, our listeners that might be a, an awesome tool to have in their uh, their shed? You know, I would say the, n- the number one resource when it comes to these things would be uh, the awesome technical support at La Marzocco. That team is amazing. They're dedicated very serious about the customer service. Um, La Mazzocco has an incredible history um, of being on the cutting edge, uh, sorry, excuse me, cutting edge of innovation in, in espresso. Um, and the history alone is impressive, but the fact that um, 
you know, these guys have been in it for the long haul. Uh, you know, one of the original designers is still alive and still involved uh, with, with, I mean, he's naming machines after his brother, after his, his wife, um, you know, and uh, it, there's this incredible story behind all that. I would say for the barista, I think it's valuable if you're, if you're behind a La Marzocca machine to, to learn that history. Um, you, today, you are a part, as a barista, uh, anybody behind an espresso machine, you are a part of that innovation, I believe. You're an extension of that innovation. You know, the way that you apply recipes and the way that you apply your passion to an espresso machine is a part of that story and ultimately a part of this chain. Espresso, and we saw it in the, uh, we've seen it in the uh, coffee uh, trends uh, released by the NCA, like espresso beverages are, are, you know, the number one still. Uh, I hope I'm not... You know what? I need to go back on that. I'm not totally sure. I was pretty sure it was. Now, now I'm saying that. I'm like, I don't remember. There's been too much information in my head lately. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, espresso machines are, it's just a beautiful marriage of design and science. Uh, and again, like I said, those mechanical and, and electrical parts. Um, and I'm honestly, yeah. I'm tired. So if I'm circling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, so like, you know, as far as the history goes, uh, could you tell us a little bit about what you learned as far as La Marzocco's history? Uh, did they dive into that um, at all on the, on the technical yeah. side of things? Or You know, I'm, I'm not a historian. I, well, can, give I, can a, give you, yeah. I can give you some recall on uh, some, of the, some of the history. I think one of the most interesting pieces of, of the history is, uh, I believe it was World War II that uh, a lot of manufacturers of anything metal had to shut down um and start producing for the war or yeah start producing either yeah i think it was either producing for the war or bullets or you know it metal sure they needed they needed the metal metal was totally. precious and you know um espresso machines are made of all sorts of kinds of metal uh and and so germany after the war was so crushed uh as a as a country, um, as a nation, uh, that uh, the laws behind patenting were, were basically thrown in the air and said, you know, we, we can't deal with patents because we need to get this economy rolling again. So what basically happened is the ideas of espresso machines, the patents behind them, were free game. Wow. And, and, uh, and so this kind of pushed the envelope of what was going on and uh, contributed to um anyway it, it, that, that part was pretty interesting yeah, i wish yeah. i had a, a historian to actually tell the story i'll i will find somebody to tell that story so dropping uh, the patents pretty much allowed uh, like free reign of of resources and schematics to kind of yeah. drive um a sort of competition between and, manufacturers and really bring an incredible uh design and machine onto the market is something that we we have the privilege of being able to use today yeah and you know what something else i'll have to say is um the the and it, well i don't know what i was gonna say the innovation uh <laughs> that there that there is in coffee is phenomenal but i do have to i do have to state that the early versions of these espresso machines 
are are so advanced. I mean, well, very simple, but in one way they've changed so much, and in another they really haven't. Like porta filters, uh, based on the pictures and, and photographs I saw, porta filters look, look the same as they did, you know, way back at the beginning of espresso machines. It's kind of crazy. There hasn't mm. been much much change to the design of porta filters, and and the general concept is the same. You know, with a lot more pieces and controls but sure. you got hot, you got hot water um boiling or, or close to boil they actually wouldn't even boil their water they understood that then as well yeah um they get it hot enough so that it would, you know it forced itself up uh, out of the uh porta filter and you, you had yourself you know an espresso maybe it was a low bar like three bar pressure but you, yeah. you had you had an espresso uh again i i'd much rather somebody else tell the history but there is um yeah, you can tell I'm fired up. Yeah, right? that's an, that's an incredible fast. side to the espresso machine that I think is often either overlooked or just not not thought of all the time. Um, even going as far back as World War One, I, I believe is what you said. Um, cool. So as far as I think we we rabbit hole a little bit there. Uh, is that what it's, rabbit hole rabbit trail? I don't know. You chase a rabbit, you yeah. go down a hole. I don't. Know. Then you're in Wonderland or something. I don't know. Um, as, we were talking a little bit about maintenance, I think, and I want I, I beg the question: Is there any sort of preventative maintenance that should be stressed more on the cafe side? Or yes, okay, uh, yeah, I'm gonna kind of say the obvious. There's, if I remember correctly, in the manuals when you buy an espresso machine, this goes for any equipment that you have in your cafe. It's easy to, to overlook those manuals and be like, whatever, but th- you should not do that. Um, an example would be, or a reason would be, these machines are uh, supposed to last you 20 years. And when you're in coffee, you know, purchasing an espresso machine is a major investment. If you want that investment to last, um, or even if you're a barista and you didn't financially contribute to that machine, um, part of that part of the lifelong journey of that machine involves the barista uh, or anybody else doing that regular day maintenance. Back flushing those those uh, group heads is extremely important. Um, and, you know, even things like uh, running a, a rinse, like a short little rinse after you pull a shot, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the better job you do of cleaning your machine as a barista... Uh, it not only makes the job easier for the technician, but it reduces problems um, in the long run. And it costs your shop less money, um, and, it, and it it's safer too. You know, um, I don't know. I I could go on about different things, but like I said, we we're hopefully going to have Randy on here uh, and potentially Mike to to talk in a little more detail about those things. Yeah, that but, would be uh, super. Uh, exciting to have them on the show. Jesse, I want to... Um, I know you're, you're busy off in Seattle. Uh, now that you've gone through the three days of training, are you technically, or clinically, I should say, a coffee <laughs> <clinic> technician <laughs> as of right now? Um, or is that I, something that if you had interest in, uh, you would have to pursue through the SEA and go through a couple of different more pipelines? Um, I think as of right now... Uh, if anybody can feel free to correct me, but as of right now, this training is all all there is for 
La Marzocco, and it was extensive. It was fantastic. There is no certification. Um, there is the sort of verbal, or they even have paper approval to say, hey, you're certified. Uh, and there are repercussions from operating on a machine not being recognized by La Marzocco as a certified technician. Uh, or Certified is a strong word because they don't use that word. It's 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 trained. more or less trained. trained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, like Wes, if you go work on my, you know, GS3 or whatever, and you break it, um, Mon could could say, hey, he wasn't a trained technician. You know, he, uh, who knows? You melted my, uh, <laughs> I can't think, my my heating element, and it burned through my boiler. And melted my machine. Uh, Yikes, that so, sounds expensive. And it happens. And, uh, you know, they could say, you know, we're not going to honor that warranty. Now, I will say this. Uh, La Mazzocco is all about relationships um, in coffee. And if something terribly goes wrong, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to, to do something for somebody uh, extra special, but that's just the kind of people they are from my experience these last few days. Yeah, and what a last few days you've had, Jesse, getting to spend time and train with the La Marzocco team and become a trained coffee technician. Uh, thanks again for hopping on at the airport there in Seattle. Oh, actually, not the airport. You were sitting in the uh, Starbucks Reserve, I believe right before the Wi-Fi shut off and uh, the call was dropped. But <laughs> thanks again. We, it was a pleasure having Jesse back there on the show uh, during his busy, busy week. Um, and what an interesting uh, conversation that we just were able to open up. The coffee technician is a highly trained and skilled operator that can maintain an espresso machine keep it up and going um super interesting job um not to mention there's lots of room for growth so if you wanted to check out and learn more about getting trained by Lamarzoko, you can hop on over to their website and look for a link that will uh, allow you to sign up and figure out more information uh, to go down there and be trained by the team. Not to mention, I'm sure if you were going on to the Specialty Coffee Association website and click on over there to their guilds, you'll be able to find out more information on how you can join the Coffee Technicians Guild of America. Actually, I guess now since the SCA is global, you would be a coffee technician of the world. Imagine that. Uh, that would be a fun title. Thanks again, uh, Jesse, for the conversation, and uh, we'll be back here next week for some more uh, coffee talk, more interviews, and all the rest. But moving on to a little bit of some industry news, I'm going to start with the first bit of information that I acquired this week concerning the JAB Coffee Holding Company. This is owned and operated by the Reinman family. And if for y'all just joining in, we have had a series of podcast episodes where we have gone in detail in the conquest that JAB has been performing here in the United States, 
first when they acquired Pete's Coffee almost a decade ago. Uh, then closely following Pete's Coffee, they were able to acquire Keurig Green Coffee Mountain, Intelligentsia, Stumptown, even Krispy Kreme Donuts. Uh, they're a big player out there competing up against the giant, the Goliath of the coffee industry, and that would be Nestle and Starbucks. So JB is kind of an up and runner. We've been keeping a close eye on this because um, as far as, you know, we've kind of, as far as JB has been moving, uh, it's been interesting just to see who they are targeting and why. And folks, they have targeted yet another company, believe it or not, and that would be Panera Bread. JAB, the owner of Caribou Coffee and Pete's Coffee and Tea, said on Wednesday that it would buy the U.S. bakery chain Panera Bread in a deal valued at about $7.5 billion. That's including the debt. Uh, and this is just yet another move by this coffee giant and its uh, efforts to expand its coffee and breakfast empire um big news uh, i don't exactly know how that would affect um really the specialty coffee sector in any way the big ones really were when jb picked up intelligentsia and stumptown um, and i believe when it comes to uh holding these companies there's really not much management change at all so these companies are still operating uh like before business as usual um just now it's more uh uh it's bigger right more funding it's more kind of like corporate um scaling so uh maybe just higher chains of command and uh just kind of rolling out this new uh, platform where all these companies are under one parent umbrella. Um, still, it's interesting. We said that we were going to be covering JAB as it moves through the United States picking up businesses. And here's just yet another instance where they have done just that. In other news, there has been a recent outbreak of the destructive leaf fungus known as Roya. This occurred in Honduras, where farmers are saying a new strain of the IH Cafe-90 varietal has been found. Apparently, this strain is more virulent and lethal compared to the ones previously in the country. Uh, coffee industry officials do not believe that a new outbreak will damage the 2016-2017 harvest. But what they are worried about is the effect it could have on the following. Uh, just to keep up on that, uh, for those of you who have been in the coffee industry for some time, uh, Roya might not be a new thing. However, uh, countries such as Colombia, El Salvador, Honduras, and those affected by the previous Roya strain have, of course, made... Uh, large strides in creating anti-rust slash roya varieties and have been flourishing uh, with their harvests. Uh, the thing is with this new strain, 
there's not been a lot of research and it's actually kind of came unexpectedly uh, the first reportings have been here in Honduras so this is going to be an interesting story to track and uh, see uh, how big of a problem this could actually be for coffee producing regions um, we'll be sure to keep our ear to the ground on this developing story podcast where our focus is people and our language is coffee be sure to hit us up on our website at www.thecoffeepodcast.org and check out our instagram at the coffee podcast where we try to keep our feed updated with the latest coffee news and a platform for you to reach out to us happy brewing